Welcome to Hope Reclaimed. On this podcast, we talk about lasting healing from divorce, trauma, and loss through Jesus Christ, because healing and true redemption have already been extended by a good God. Sometimes he's inviting us to partner with him and receive that healing for ourselves. My name is Ellie Hope Collins, and I'm the host of this podcast, founder of HopeReclaimedMinistries.com, and a coach for individuals healing from divorce, trauma, and loss. In 2016, I discovered my ex-husband's long-term affair, and I was totally broken. Although I was desperate for a restored marriage, that's not what happened. But it wasn't until I chose to go back to every restaurant, listen to every song, and relive every memory that reminded me of my marriage and truly surrender everything to God that I really began to live a reclaimed life. And I'm now on a mission to help men and women just like you see true and lasting healing through Jesus. Whether you're experiencing the painful effects of divorce, grieving the death of a spouse, or beginning to accept the loss of a dream, you're in the right place. Complete healing and restoration is possible. Welcome to Hope Reclaimed. All right, you guys, you're in for a treat in this episode today. I know I say that every episode, but this one is really cool. This is with Allie Freed. She's the founder of Haven and Hustle, which is a blog dedicated to women who are working and who are moms. And she is just passionate about instilling hope and encouragement to women who are thriving at home as well as in the workplace. And she has a great story to back that up. So I think you're really going to like this episode, especially if you are a mom, if you know a mom, (laughs) give them some love. And maybe share this message and this episode on social media. We love seeing people sharing these episodes. So you can tag me at hope underscore reclaimed and then tag Haven and Hustle as well. Let's just dive into this episode with Allie Freed from Haven and Hustle. Enjoy. Oh, Allie, I am so happy that you're here on the podcast. Welcome to Hope Reclaimed. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here. Oh, yes. This is truly a pleasure. We met at church and you're doing some pretty awesome things. Yeah, it was. uh, I mean, 2020 was a wild year for everyone. And so I thought, why not just make it wilder by launching this dream that's been on my heart (laughs) and having a baby at the same time. So um Yeah, we got pregnant and I launched this baby of a business, which was really awesome. (laughs) What's so crazy is people so often will refer to their business or their book about like birthing a child and you're choosing to do both of them. So good on you, my friend. That is incredible. (laughs) Like I've heard people, I've heard authors in particular say, I felt like I was birthing a baby and I was a mom first before I launched this. And whenever I heard that, I was thinking, uh, like probably not quite like that. Like contractions yeah. are no joke. I don't know if writing can be um, the same as that. <laughs> like, but oh my goodness, it totally can. I totally. Yeah. I mean, it's a different type of like in-depth labor that you're going through. But yep. yeah, it's it's something. So <laughs> it really is. Kudos you- to anyone who has done that. <laughs> yeah, for for sure. And who whoever has birthed a baby, because that's. That is no joke. And you're getting pretty close yeah. in terms of your physical I baby. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. We're having our second little one oh in my gosh. eight weeks now. So praise yeah. the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's yes. so exciting. <laughs> yeah. And and you seem to have a really amazing support and and kind of your, I don't want to say better half, but your other half and also an amazing support for you in this. 
Yes. Yeah. I'm married to David. He mm-hmm. is my, I, I guess we can't call ourselves college sweethearts because we met towards the tail end of my time um, mm. in college. But yeah, started dating, I think a day before I graduated and we've been married coming up on seven years. Oh, I have a little two-year-old, almost two and a half, and then a little baby on the way. So oh my he's gosh. the real MVP is what I call him. Yeah, He's the one who is just my <laughs> cheerleader and makes it all happen. He's amazing. Well, that is an important part when you are actually birthing a ministry, a business, and also a child. So um, yeah. So praise the Lord that you have a great, um, a great support in him in this amazing business. That's really exciting. He's the best. He is the best. (laughs) Yeah. So just, so just share a little bit with my, with my listeners, what, um, what kind of fills your days and what has been, um, kind of what, what are you up to right now? And then we'll get into a little bit more of Haven and hustle and what, what that's all about. Yeah. So normally in my days, I work as a marketing professional for one of the medical device companies here in the Twin Cities and really love my work. I run um, marketing campaigns for one of our products in particular. I work with some crazy smart colleagues. They're super talented. It's just really fun. No day is the same. So I'm more in that creative marketing space where Mm. one day I might be working with an outside agency. One day I'm working with my internal team of stakeholders and just trying to do really excellent work for the company that we work for and just feel super blessed to have landed there. Uh, My path uh, kind of getting into that was a little bit wonky as I'm sure everyone is (laughs) figure out what they want to do when they grow up. I originally thought I wanted to be a doctor went to um, medical school. In particular, I was going to be a podiatric um, medical doctor, so a podiatrist. And Oh, interesting. Yeah. I thought I was hearing so you I wrong. That... I was like, I, I, I've heard of podiatrist, but I haven't, <laughs> haven't heard that phrase before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just a podiatric medical program. Right. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. Podiatrist. So that's what I was going to be. And then I was there for about a month and decided that I don't really like feet that much. So <laughs> I withdrew from that program uh, and then kind of entered into the business world yeah. and eventually went to grad school, got my MBA. Cool. And then I've been in the med device space um, ever since and just loving it. It's a really cool, really cool work. That's getting awesome. them make products that like actually really make a difference in people's lives. So it's, it's, it's really interesting. Fun. There's so many of those businesses here in the twin cities. Um, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, is that normal for, or what is it about the twin cities that brings all this, med- all these medical device companies? It's really the Mecca for it. And that was mm. one of the reasons why I chose to go into med device, knowing that I wanted to hopefully settle in the twin cities. Gotcha. And yeah, when I was in grad school, I remember someone telling me, if you're interested in med device, the twin cities are the Mecca. Yeah. And I think just having like the really big players be headquartered here right. has just caused a lot of the smaller players to also start up here and then eventually get acquired. And yeah. It's a really cool, vibrant space. So really that's fun awesome. and exciting work. Well, that's that's so yeah. great because it's really, I mean, it's very clear that you are passionate about the work too, not just passionate about working, but you you really mm-hmm. care about 
this, this work that you do and what you, what you provide. So that's, that's just really beautiful. And, and it's so interesting in this. I talk to a lot of people who have ministries and who have, um, you know, just these, these different kind of side, um, projects and that kind of thing. A lot of moms, um, but a lot of people that are doing, that are doing like nonprofit work or business. That's like marketing, their coaching program or something like that. And so I just love hearing your passion about actually like working in big business and, and you're, you know, you're in, you're in this field that, and, and this business world that so many people are in, um, but you just have a passion for it. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. Um, and this, this is what kind of led you to develop this side business, which is Haven and Hustle. So I would love for you to touch on that. Yes. Yeah. So that all kind of came out of, yeah, me working. So I knew always growing up that I wanted to have a career someday. And Mm -hmm. at that time was really focused on eventually becoming a doctor. And then, like I said before, that kind of went a different way than what I was anticipating. Um, But knew that I just really like working. I know not everyone is that way, but I'm a three on the Enneagram. If that tells you anything, they have a tendency to be workaholic. I need to do an episode on the Enneagram because so many people are saying what they are. I'm a one. And okay, yeah, yes. so many people just choose, they're, they're volunteering their Enneagram number to me, which I really appreciate. Cause I'm like, oh yes, yes. that makes sense. Yes. You're definitely oh, a three. Like, this makes sense. Yes. I'm a bit of an Enneagram, um, addict, I would say. I just love it. I was a psychology major in college, so it kind of lends itself very well. (laughs) Oh, it totally does. Um, This is a little bit of a side tangent too, but like when I read my, when I read the Enneagram or I started reading the book, um, the road back to you, um, I think that's the one I read and I started on Mm -hmm. the one and I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I'm reading about myself. Like it was so, and I, I grew up like with Myers-Briggs and other, other forms of personality tests, but I had never read something that was so accurately me that it was scary. (laughs) So I could just stop at one and I was like, well, this is me. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Totally. And not always in a good way, not always in a good way. Sometimes I was like, Ooh, I, this is me and I hate it. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like more often than not, it's not in a good way. Yes, it's, kind of, it's a different <laughs> way of looking at things. Um, oh, but yeah, so, so anyway, yep. Love work, classic Enneagram three, just like I start all of my days with kind of a list in my head mm-hmm. of like, what can I accomplish? I just really love working. Yeah. And so um, that was always something that I was planning to do, but I also knew that I really wanted to be a mom if the Lord Mm. brought that into my life. And, um, so my original plan was I was going to be a doctor, wasn't even going to like consider getting married until I was at least 30 because I was going to be in school during that time in residency and then hoped that a family would happen after that. Um, the Lord surprised me and I met my husband when I was 21. Um, we got married when I was 24 and we've been <laughs> married ever since. Had my first baby at 28. Um, but I did go to grad school during that time, all with the idea that I would be a working mom. Yeah. And that I wanted to have a career that could support both. So yeah, when I when I did have my son, I was working at the same company that I'm at right now. 
but it's a it's a pretty fast-paced fortune 500 corporate Mm -hmm. company so a very normal corporate style job um and what I just found going into maternity leave is I was just it was like jumping into an ocean of ice cold water I just I had no idea what I was doing. You mean like coming home on on your maternity leave? I see. Yeah. Like the whole thing, just like becoming a mom, um, going back to work, finding Mm. out how I could balance the two. I just felt totally out of my element in every space that I was in. I didn't feel like I was excelling at home. I didn't feel like I was excelling in my workplace. I felt very distracted. And honestly, at one point on my maternity leave, I remember telling my husband when he came home, it was like, I have to quit my job. I can't go back to work because it's going to be bad for our son. I'm reading this book and they really advocate for women to stay home if at all possible. And I don't want to like ruin him um, by not returning to the like, by essentially going back to work and leaving him in the care of someone else. And luckily my husband is very logical and like talked me off of that um, (laughs) disaster. And I did return to work. And fortunately there were a lot of other working moms in my workplace Mm -hmm. who were super, super supportive. Um, But I just remember not feeling like I was myself again. And Mm. just a lot of reasons I think were contributing to that being a new mom and the hormones and everything, but also just your day is totally different than it was before. I'm someone who really likes to like focus in between meetings and I wasn't able to because I was having to go pump because my son was at daycare and then he was getting sick. So I was getting called to bring him to the pediatrician and planning business trips. Like my first business trip um, back was to Italy and I had no idea how to pump on an airplane, let alone how to like manage in a different country when my baby is five months old. Oh my gosh. And then just like Um, your body, I mean, I'm not a mom, but from what I know about moms, like your body aches for your child. Cause that baby was living in you for so long and you're producing food to keep the baby alive. So your, you know, your, your heart, your body is like having a physical response to being away. That must've been wild. It was wild. And it was to Milan. So in, in all other times, it probably would have been this amazing, amazing trip of yeah. like, I get to go to Milan for work. That's yeah, incredible. that is pretty cool. <laughs> um, but for me, it was like, oh, I have to go yeah. to Milan. How am I going to manage this? So I, I made my trip as short as possible being on the ground, just mm. like as few days as possible. But what I was finding in all of this is my, my kind of like core group of mom friends, um, specifically like within my church group, because a Mm -hmm. lot of those women were like one stage ahead of me and had maybe had a baby two or three years before I did. A lot of them didn't have experience with kind of the corporate grind or the professional grind in the same sense that I did. Right. So I remember asking for just advice on like, how do I pump on a plane internationally on a business Mm -hmm. trip? And how do you make it through a day pumping when you're at the office? And I didn't feel like I had that many people to help me in that. I had Mm -hmm. like these, these moms who were really thriving at home, 
but they didn't have to deal with pumping because their babies were home with them all day. Mm -hmm. And so that was where I just started asking pretty maybe personal questions to my (laughs) fellow coworkers who were moms. Yeah. And luckily they were super open with me and gave me their tips and tricks. And then I started revealing more under the surface things of like, I just really feel like I'm failing in every Mm. area of my life. I don't feel like I'm a good at my job anymore. Mm. I feel like I'm a terrible mom and a terrible wife. And I just can't balance it all. How are you doing it? Because it looks like you're doing amazing. And I remember some of my coworkers saying, Allie, every working mom feels that way. Like none of us feel like we have it all together. We all just take it day by day. And it's just something that you, some days you'll feel like you're killing it at work. And some days you feel like you're the most amazing mom. And so we're all in it together. And even just them telling me that we're not all perfect and Mm -hmm. what you're perceiving of this like ideal image of this mom wearing heels, walking in with a Starbucks and gracefully picking up her child at the end of the day and having this super sweet moment at home with them before they like gracefully go to bed in the evening and then having an amazing marriage afterwards. Um, That's not reality. Like the reality was what I was experiencing and that's okay. I just Mm -hmm. needed other women almost to like get in my corner and say, you know, it's okay. And you actually can do both. We're doing it. Some seasons feel harder than others. Mm. I think that first year in particular can be really tough. Um, But then you get through it. And then now my son is like almost two and a half and I'm so grateful that I stayed in it and just, yeah, wanted to almost give back to the women who had given me so much because honestly, I'm super career driven. And there were moments when I felt like calling it quits. And I Mm. went to grad school and did the whole thing um, with this vision of becoming a career working mom. Right. And the mom guilt at times just felt like too much, or I felt like I wasn't doing what I was called to do because the Lord had given me this beautiful baby boy. And what was I doing trying to work during the day? So, yeah, I mean, that must have just been so, so crazy. I mean, I'm just, I'm thinking... Um, I want to touch on this mom guilt thing, which is, um, (laughs) can you just describe what that is and what that feels like to somebody like me who doesn't know what that's like? I mean, I had a dog and I felt guilty leaving her, you know? So, (laughs) and I know that that is completely different than having a child. So, so share a little bit about what mom guilt is like. I think it can be different for everyone. And I think Mm -hmm. stay at home moms experience mom guilt just as much as someone like myself who might work during the day. It just is different. Um, For me in particular, mom guilt was super present at daycare drop off. That was like the worst part of my day. The very first day I remember just dropping him off and just crying in my car and wondering how am I going to like make it into work and not look like a disaster and make it through the day without crying, honestly. And then, and that happened again and again, like when I left for business trips, I would sneak down to his daycare and tell him goodbye. And I would just, I remember distinctly, there was, I think it was maybe that Italy trip 
Um, luckily my son was at the daycare that our company has on site. So Mm -hmm. I could just like walk down before I went to the airport. And I remember telling him goodbye and then just like leaving the daycare and standing in this room Mm -hmm. and just like absolutely losing it. Mm -hmm. And this other daycare worker walks in at the same time and she just like hugs me for like five minutes. And she's like, you're going to be okay, honey. Like you'll get through this. Every mom feels this way. Um, But that's the mom guilt that I really felt badly about, I guess, this sense of I'm potentially harming my child because I'm choosing to Hmm. leave him for the next five days to go on a trip for work, which is a lie. I mean, at the end of the day, like... I wasn't even believing truth. That's not true. He was with my husband and he had an amazing time. My husband had, I mean, if anyone really suffered in this situation, it was my husband because he was a single dad (laughs) to a baby for five days (laughs) while I was in Italy. Um, So he really took one for the team and having supportive spouse was amazing, but my son was fine. And he won't remember that when he's 18 Mm -hmm. years old that I left him for that time. Right. If anything, I hope he remembers that mom chased her dreams and built this amazing career that he can then like strive to do himself or aim to find a woman who likes to do that as well. or, Or not even that she has to be in the workplace, but that she just values herself and the talents that she has to give to the world. Yeah, I think that is such an important point. I mean, I just, I think of all of the amazing examples of of men in my life that have gone after their careers. And I grew up in a culture where it really was valued to stay at home. And I'm not, I'm not speaking bad about that at all. I am so grateful that my mom sacrificed so much for us to, she was a stay at home mom. She worked her yeah. tail off for us. And I'm I think so they work grateful. harder than anyone else and they don't get paid anything. So yeah. they're amazing. Yes. And I have some amazing examples of of amazing people in my life that are stay at home that are that are staying at home with their kids. And so we're not speaking against that at all. And I, I don't hear anything yeah, about no. that in you. But I think it particularly in in our um in the Christian world. We need to have more examples of women, like you said, chasing after our dreams, chasing after the calling that's on our life, because not every mom, not every woman is called to be home. And, Mm -hmm. and so if we're, if we're putting particularly women in this kind of box of saying, you know, you're, you, you're called to be, to stay at home and to care for your kids, then you're not there. That person may not be living the calling that God has placed on their life to be in the workforce or to start a business or to, you know, to work at a church or to whatever, whatever it might be, they may not be living their full potential of what God calls us to. Right. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's where I felt it the most, like in the workplace, a lot of women that I worked with had families. Mm -hmm. They maybe weren't, um, like, the type of mom that I wanted to be necessarily like as present. Um, And some are, some are amazing, but then there's some that, you know, just like don't see their kids as often as I would like to, but specifically in the Christian circle, I remember Mm -hmm. being pregnant and 
looking around for almost like a mentor type person that I Mm -hmm. could ask these questions to. And there was one person Mm -hmm. that came to my mind of someone who had had a career similar to mine, who was also a mom. And it was one. And I've been a Christian my entire life. Um, Yeah. So I do think that it's this space and that's why I, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start Haven and Hustle for women to see that like you can do both because there Mm -hmm. were honestly moments where I didn't know if I could, or if it was maybe like the Christian thing to do and that I was Mm -hmm. harming our family by going back to work. Um, But I see that, that, I mean, obviously was a lie. And now I can see that the Lord is helping me thrive with both on my plate, yeah. uh, just like the Lord helps you thrive if you choose to stay at home or if you choose yeah. to never have children and just have your career kind of be your mm-hmm. main ministry. I mean, that's great too. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that God always gives us capacity for what he calls us to. And yeah. that can feel like we like we don't have capacity in the moment because He doesn't give it to us the day before (laughs) he gives us to it that day. You know, we have the manna for today, but, but in, in your situation, it seems like that was something you were experiencing. You had that day of being like, I can't do this. I'm reading this book and it says that I shouldn't do it. And like, it just doesn't feel like you have the capacity. How has the Lord come through for you in showing you that you actually do have the strength to do it? Yeah, he's been like so faithful in the entire (laughs) process of being a mother. I think faithful in, for me in particular, bringing fellow women into my life who have been able to speak truth into me and who have been able to show me that you can do both in a really beautiful way. And that's exactly that like is the one reason why I started Haven and Hustle for it to be a platform for other women that maybe they're pregnant and thinking, I don't know if I can do this. I mean, I've had friends who, I, I don't think it really matters what your career is, like friends who have these amazing careers and are now doctors and they have the same thoughts that they wrestle with when they hold their precious little baby too. And they've mm-hmm. gone to school for how many years to do a career that they really feel like the Lord is calling them to. It's just something about when you hold this precious little one, everything in your life changes. And, and if you want to choose to be at home at that point, I 100% support that. But I think for me, it would have been so helpful just to hear someone say, give it time. Don't make this like decision while you're on maternity leave. I know you feel so overwhelmed by everything that the Lord has on your plate right now but he's going to be faithful to show you where he wants you. And if he wants you at home, he'll be so faithful in providing for that. And if he wants you to do both, he'll be faithful in that too. And then it's honestly just a lot of mornings of being like, Lord, give me energy to get through today. I'm absolutely exhausted. (laughs) I got zero sleep. I have to present at 9am to a room full of executives make me talk so that I actually make sense of what I'm saying. And then at home at night, like, Oh Lord, give me energy to be present with my toddler and want to be like on the ground with him playing blocks and not to just want to crash and call it a day at 6 PM. Make memories and, and have that, 
have that parent child time. Cause that is real. That yeah. is so important for bonding and for you. Yeah. It's yeah, so it important. Is. It is. And the Lord's been so faithful in the little things. I think I used to think that God was just a God that cared about the really big things, but that has been a really beautiful part of working motherhood of seeing that he really cares about my childcare situation, which yes, she does. I think is like, I mean, as a working mom, childcare is one of the things that has been a large source of stress for me of just yeah. wanting to make sure that I have really solid childcare and that it's really good. And we've had like five different situations and my son is only two and a half. So we've kind of tried a lot of things. And in every situation, God has been faithful. When we were at a daycare center, he brought this amazing worker that I just so bonded with and cared for my baby so well. And now we have this amazing nanny who I could just like cry talking about how that came to be. (laughs) Um, Just like God is faithful. And it was me just saying these like slingshot prayers of like, God, Mm -hmm. I literally don't know what I'm going to do next Monday. I'm going to have to call in because I don't have childcare. And he's faithful, like yeah. faithful through it all. Absolutely. Wow. That's so, that's just so great. So, so share about Haven and Hustles and your mission here. I mean, this, this obviously came out of this, this heart for bringing encouragement and bringing support to other working moms. Um, but share about this awesome new business. Yeah. Yeah. So Haven and Hustle, it's an online blog is really the foundation of it. And it's designed to help women thrive at home and at work. So specifically for working moms, just showing them that they can do both and they can do both with excellence. And um, while I'm a Christian, it's not targeted just for those who are believers. I want to be a support for any working mom who might find herself in that situation So a lot of what I write does come from my own personal um, belief and my faith is the most important thing in my life, but really it's to be a platform of just support in like the logistical Hmm. elements of being a working mother of how do I pump during the day? What does it look like if I'm a teacher and I need to pump? Mm -hmm. What could that schedule look like? What could it look like if you're a business professional like myself? how do you pump on a, an international business trip? And then <laughs> I, um, like so you talk a lot about like, pumping, it sounds like, but probably more other things too. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, that's what I was going to mention. Like it probably sounds yeah. like I only talk about that, but I know that's a big thing for when you're entering it the is, workforce oh, again. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but we talk about like childcare yeah. and mom guilt and mom work, work wardrobes. Like what do you wear? um, to the office. Some, yeah, just like all the yeah. things. Cause I love shopping. And so we talk about just basically all the tenants of yep. work mom life as a working mother. So mom life, home life, and work life, meal planning, um, navigating leaves and promotions yeah. with your job at work. Also, just childcare situations, like all the different aspects of life I view mm-hmm. as kind of being intertwined. And so we have categories for them all, but it's really just talking about the life of a working mom and trying to help 
working moms who are in a similar situation just have resources right and fun and encouragement at the end that's of the day. so that's so great because a lot of these working moms can't make it to like a, a mops program or you know the church exactly. mom's bible study because that's yes. a place where a lot of as far as i understand a lot of moms can bounce ideas off of each other gain a relationship and so to have have this blog platform is a place where it can be easily accessible. You're on Instagram, you're on all the things mm -hmm. for somebody to just find this information that they need, but then hopefully gain some community as well through it. Yeah, so I, I really yeah. hope that happens. Have you, have you been seeing that since you launched? I mean, I know you've just launched recently, but yeah, yes, I have. Um, it's been so encouraging to me to see the initial response of women who are saying, like, this is exactly what I needed. Yeah, so I love cool. that you have it all. And just this one stop, one stop shop for everything mm -hmm. working mom. And to your point, yeah, we can't go to the 10 a.m. mom's group. Right. Like, I remember being so frustrated when I was looking to get involved in like mom life and all of these mom's groups are meeting during the day. And I'm like, I can't go to any of these because right. I work during the day. Um, so there was like a working moms group that was stood up, um, in our church in particular, and that was super life-giving to me. And so this is meant to be, yeah, just a platform for you to go to if you have really specific questions, but also if you just feel really burnt out and don't mm -hmm. know if you can keep going, you can come to our site as well and just find encouragement so awesome. from other women who have been in a similar situation just to say, keep going. We want to be part of your village and you're doing a great job. That is so amazing. I love it. I'm just thinking, you know, there's, there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast that have gone through divorce and, and I'm one of them. I, I'm not, um, I don't have kids. Um, but a lot of, a lot of women that find themselves in this situation of divorce and now having children and they're a single mom, um, are forced you know, whether they've already, they, they've had a career, um, or they're needing to get a job. If they have been the stay at home mom, and then all of a sudden yeah. they're forced in a situation where <laughs> you, you got to pay the bills. Um, and it's yeah, really totally. hard. I mean, some of those women are in my community, um, and it's a really vulnerable and very, very hard situation that I do not, I don't know what that is like. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I guess I, what kind of encouragement and support would you um, extend to those women to share with them this mission that you have? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think any single mom or single dad is honestly like, there are many days where I look at them and I'm like, I don't know how you do it. And one <laughs> yeah. of my closest colleagues at work actually is a single mom of twins. And yeah. Every single day I look at her as just this amazing example of being a woman who has thrived at both, even despite the challenges that she's experienced in her life. And you absolutely can do both. It looks probably a lot different even than from what my situation looks like. But in a lot of ways, it's the same too. I mean, I'm trying to figure out childcare in the same way that they are. Um, I fortunately have a husband who I can maybe tell to like take over Saturday morning mm -hmm. if I'm just totally exhausted and I can go and get a coffee. And I know single moms don't have that ability, but 
my response to them would just be like encouragement because I know that that just must feel so lonely. Yeah. And single moms are the most amazing people in the world. But if you have to be working for financial reasons, or if you're just choosing to, the Lord's going to be faithful in that as well. And I think in regards to everything with motherhood, God just exponentially increases your capacity in ways that you didn't even see coming. So it might feel like you can't make it through another hour and you might be counting the hours down until bedtime. I do that too sometimes. Um, (laughs) And God's going to get you there. And I think it's also giving grace too to whatever situation you're in. If you're a single mom and you can afford to get pizza on a Friday night instead of cooking dinner for your kids, get pizza. It doesn't matter that your kids (laughs) order the pizza. Yeah. And just placing these, I think this comparison of what other moms are doing, that's something that I have been trapped in a lot of comparing myself against stay at home moms who might be able to go to the mop states during the day or do all the organic food or like whatever it might be. And I think it would be the same for anyone who might find themselves um, in a situation where they're divorced and raising kiddos and managing a career and motherhood. Instead of comparing yourself to your colleague next door who might have a husband that can help support you, like this is your own path that the Lord has uniquely gifted you to sustain in this season and he's going to be faithful. And so Mm -hmm. just because you might not be doing these like unique bath time activities with your kids doesn't mean that you're not a great mom. And like the majority of people actually, who I know who have been raised by single moms say how amazing their mothers are. (laughs) It's never that, oh, she, she couldn't handle it all. And she had to do both. And she was really taxed. It was, she did amazing. And I can't wait to someday be able to like bless her for what she gave to me because she is the most amazing person in the world. Yeah, that is that is such an important point that that the Lord is faithful in whatever situation that we're in, whatever life stage that we're in, whether that is by our choice or not. Um, mm-hmm. But but in the in the choice of saying I'm going to have an amazing career is not a lesser call. <laughs> it's it's yeah, a beautiful no. beautiful call that that is possible and it's possible to do that really well. So I just love that. Yeah. I just love that you are, that you're such a beautiful example of that to um, particularly to these Christian women that might feel like, is this actually the, is this right? But also you're like, you're doing stuff at church and you're, and you're, you, you have a great marriage. You're leading small groups. I mean, how do you do that all? Like, but actually though, how do you do that all? I, you, you really go, I mean, and if you have the answer, I think for me, it's been a lesson in saying no. And that's what uh, I would yeah. say to also anyone in this situation who might be a single mom and is mm-hmm. doing both and giving yourself so much grace. Like in this season, if you're in the season of a lot of kids under five and you're a single mom, give yourself grace to maybe just coast through your career right now. Mm -hmm. If that's where you happen to be, if you feel like that's what you want to do. I mean, if you want to go for like everything, I'm 100% behind you and like let's (laughs) chat and I can give you tips on if you have questions on anything. 
Um, but I feel like that's okay to be mm-hmm. like, you know, right now, actually this setup just works well for my family. Instead of traveling a lot, I'm going to choose the job that keeps me at home because I need to be here for the little people in my home. Your kids are going to get to a stage where they're potty trained and they're going to school and it's just less on you from a daily like care standpoint. Mm -hmm. And then your career can look totally different. And so it can be this seasonal thing, but also I think it's saying no. And that's really what I'm trying to be really good about right now. I'm by nature, just such a yes person. Yeah. And COVID honestly was a blessing in the sense that it forced me to say no and emptied my calendar in a way Mm -hmm. that it's never been emptied before. And I found that our family runs better when we don't have like four events going on per week. (laughs) Um, And we can just be present. And so coming into 2021, that's been something that I've been really trying to honor. And there's great opportunities that always come up. And it's really just spending time with the Lord and asking like, God, is this what you have for me right Mm now? And if not saying no and finding yeah. that people really respect that. I think yeah. I always have this guilt in a sense <laughs> of telling people no, but people respect when you have boundaries and there's seasons when you have to say no more than others. So yeah, that's right now really having really a good. baby like looming, I'm saying no a lot more right mm-hmm. now than I ever have been because I know that we're going to be in the newborn craziness um, very yeah. soon. And I want to give my all to my family And then to my job when I return to the women that I'm serving with Haven and Hustle. That's yeah, that's crazy. That's so important. Yeah. Like you said, it is so important to know your boundaries. And I'm a really firm believer also in, in knowing what your goals are as a person Mm -hmm. and, and saying, this is what I'm going after. This is the kind of person that I want to be. This is the life that I believe God is calling me to. And so Mm -hmm. to make decisions based on that, I have a personal mission statement that I try to have that be a guide for decisions that I make. Is this, is this thing moving me forward in, in what I want and who I want to be and who God is calling me to be? So that's, yeah, yeah, that's powerful. Do you have anything like that? That's helpful for you in decision-making? Yeah. Yeah. I always, every year, actually, David and I, my husband, um, me and we kind of go through our, not resolutions, but kind of like our goals for the Mm -hmm. year and our family mission statement. And so we do have a family mission statement that we wrote up um, on a cabin weekend away once. And we revise that every single year. And so every decision that I make is always through the lens of that. And for me, like my number one is my faith walk with the Lord. So if something's going to like compromise that it's an obvious no. And then my family comes first and then it's my work. And then whatever else um, might be on my plate, my physical health is a huge priority as well. So I'm always like, but within that, I get very specific, Mm -hmm. um, but always weighing decisions in that context. And I think it's hard for Christian women to say no to. And I have felt that a lot because you want to be serving and like, I want to be leading all of the groups and I want to be having really impactful relationships with fellow women in my life. 
And I'm just finding that giving myself grace in this season is what is most needed. And like one of the biggest blessings um, that I found in 2020 was as a working mom, I found it difficult to have really deep friendships because mm-hmm. a lot of the mom groups were meeting at 10 a.m. on Tuesdays or whatever that might have looked like. So I just kind of felt like excluded from this like exclusive mom group. And I just saw all these other moms getting together and I was like, oh, I want that. And I just don't have yeah. that. Um, so I've kind of tried some things organically on my own in the past, but nothing really hit. But when COVID hit, my college roommates and I got on Marco Polo, just kind of like by a fluke, some of them led the way. It wasn't me at all. Mm -hmm. They were amazing and said like, Hey, let's just like catch up with each other. And it is like a daily occurrence now that we are having conversations and they are all working moms. Uh, Well, not all of them are moms actually. Um, but just having this like connection point, yeah. which in my life today as a working mom, and this is probably true for a lot of your listeners, Ellie, like they don't have time necessarily to go and have a two hour coffee meeting on Saturday morning um, because they're a single mom and they're caring yeah. for their kiddos. So instead, Marco Polo, like yeah. when I'm in the <laughs> coffee, I send a quick little video to my friends telling them about potty training and how that's going or asking for a prayer request and getting really deep so yeah that's been a really cool thing that's kind of come out of it and I think that's a lesson that I've learned too just in working motherhood of my even my friendship doesn't have to look like maybe the ladies next door right Um, it can kind of be organic for this season that I'm in that's so good yeah there's there's always a blessing in the setback COVID, there was always, there's a blessing for everybody in COVID, which is surprising for some people to hear because they were like, this is the worst year ever, which for a lot of people, it really was, but there is always, there's always blessing and there's always a breakthrough in the hard thing. And so I love that you're saying that, that this was a way for people were going back on, on, um, online for social interactions mm-hmm. because we couldn't meet in person or we couldn't do these things. Yeah, so what a, what a yeah. gift that you were able to connect yeah. with those people um, in this yeah. new way. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Huge gift. <laughs> <laughs> and I see that that is definitely happening as well through this new business and this blog. And um, I just really hope that, that, those people listening will begin to follow what you're doing. If this is something that resonates with them, if this is like, this is what I want, or, or even an encouragement to single people to say, you, you actually can, you can do this. You can, you can do both things and it's not a lesser call. Um, and the Mm -hmm. Lord will give you grace and will be faithful to, to see you through, to give you the capacity for what he calls us to. And I love that you are preaching that because um, we don't hear that enough in the church. We don't hear that enough um, in, yeah, in the, in the, at least in the circles that I'm in, I'm not seeing that as much. So thank you for speaking this and um, for bringing this word because it's powerful. It really is. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's. It's a blessing to be able to kind of be in the situation that I'm in where I can 
hopefully encourage other women. I, I made it through and I'm going to go through it. <laughs> time number two in oh just my word. a matter of weeks. So oh. anyone else can do it too. If I can do it, you guys can do it too. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, if people want to follow you, where can they find your stuff and um, how can they get involved in Haven and Hustle? Yeah. So we're on Instagram. I love Instagram at Haven and Hustle. We're also on Facebook, not super active on Facebook, but I know some moms are not present on Instagram, which I totally respect. Um, that can be a comparison trap for sure. So everything yes. that we post, we try to just be very encouraging and real. I'm all about being authentic. Like you're not going to see these picture perfect Pinterest, um, images on my Instagram feed because that's not our life. <laughs> we have a crazy toddler and a newborn, which is going to get even messier, yep. but we provide a lot of encouragement on that space. And then our website is really kind of the home for everything. So www.havenandhustle.com. Let's go. Well, thank you for being here, Allie. You, um, again, you are just an encouragement and a light. So, um, and thank you listeners so much for being here, for listening, for subscribing to the podcast and, um, share it with, share it with your working mom friend, um, who may need to hear this to get some encouragement and get some, um, you know, get some love for what they're doing. And also just go love your mom friend that whether yeah. they're whether they're working out of, out of the home or not give them some love because we all need yeah. a little bit of love <laughs> we do just tell them they're doing a great job yes they are and they <laughs> don't think they are <laughs> we're all yeah. just trying our best we're all just doing our best so give somebody some encouragement today and um, be blessed everybody Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to follow Allie Freed at Haven and Hustle on Instagram, and you can find any information that we mention in the show notes as well. Be sure you are subscribed to this podcast and leave a review if you would. It really helps other people find this podcast and find the hope that we talk about here. If you are enjoying the information and the encouragement that we have here at Hope Reclaimed, and you would like to give to this organization financially, you can do that on my Patreon page, and that information is found in my show notes. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.